Oh my god. Come here. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 4 of the Fine Poetry Podcast. My name is Fina, and I'm your host. Today we're reading a poem from Rachel Bauer's poetry collection Moon Milk, which was published in 2018 by Valley Press in the UK. The poem I've chosen is called Blue Nails. Blue Nails by Rachel Bauer. He wanted bright blue nails like me. They made him magic, and he cast spells, conjuring eels and glittering fish. He is connected to the moon. When it is large, it makes his head large. He is small when it is small. It is difficult to sleep when it is full, because of the silver thread that connects them. He wields his shards of blue and skips invisible down the hill. Later he scratched it off because they told him it's for girls. Bright chips littered his school trousers. I hailed him. I opened my pot of rose and lemon cream and he pressed it on his cheeks. But one day I know some hound will detect it. Tell him it's for girls. I give him pearls to throw and tell him it is fear, and girls and boys are not cut from gingerbread casts. But I am only one woman, and they are many. One day he comes home beaming. Between his finger and thumb is a tiny book, pages small as stamps. A girl flower made it for him. He knows from the silver leaves that she is his best friend. He shines. The next day he cannot play with Daisy because she is a girl. He begins to smile less at the trees and to pull against the moon. I bottle magic in the moonlight and prepare for battle. This poem is one of my favorite ones in the collection. It really speaks to me probably because there are two children in my life, my two nephews, who I'm seeing grow up and who are going to face the same challenges one day. So what's happening in the poem? Bauer talks about her son. He wants bright blue nails like her. And these nails that he she paints him turn him into something magical and they allow him to do magic and he's connected to nature specifically to the moon his nails are almost like his magic wand that allow him to delve into this world that only he can see apologies for my cat 
this is intense. Um, but trouble comes knocking in the third stanza. He scratches his nail polish off because they tell him it's for girls. And bright chips littered his school trousers. So as soon as the boy is emerged into school, into the world of gendered activities, he starts to lose this connection to magic, to nature, and in a way to his mother. He wants the nails because of her. And at home, everything's fine. He can be who he chooses to be, express himself in any way he likes because his mom is supportive and helps him express himself. But at school, this is not accepted. The gender roles are way more rigid at school. He can't wear a nail polish because it's a girl thing. And as a boy, he's not allowed to do that. And again, he finds comfort at home in the arms of his mother and lemon and rose cream that he puts on his cheeks. A smell that brings comfort and that also seems magical in itself. But as the speaker says, but one day I know some hound will detect it, tell him it's for girls. And his mother tells him that girls and boys are not cut from gingerbread casts. She tells him that gender is not a binary, that it's a spectrum. She tells him that gender is more than just boys and girls, that you can be anyone you want to be and that you can express yourself in any way you like. But she's only one woman and they are many. You can spend so much time affirming your child's identity in the secure environment that you can create, but the outside world is much more difficult to navigate if you do not conform. And I think many of us have a distinct experience with what it, with what it feels like to not conform to gender roles. One day, the boy comes home and is very happy because a girl made something for him and he knows from the silver leaves that she is his best friend, he shines. But the next day, he cannot play with Daisy because she is a girl. And again, we see gender roles in action. At first, it's fine that boys and girls are friends. It doesn't matter. But the next day, other people, probably other boys, have told him, you can't play with this girl because, you know, she's not a boy. She's a girl. And the speaker begins to notice a change in the boy. He begins to smile less at the trees and to pull against the moon. He's starting to adapt to the more rigid gender roles that he's forced into outside the house, outside the home. And he's starting to lose some of his connection to nature, to magic, to endless possibilities. But the poem ends on a note of hope. Because his mother is not going to give up on him. She's not going to give up the struggle to allow her son to express himself in the way he chooses. The speaker says, I bottle magic in the moonlight and prepare for battle. And this poem expresses so much about the struggle that caregivers face when it comes to their children being more and more exposed to the outside world. The younger they are, the easier it is to create a safe space for them 
But as soon as they venture out into the world, maybe they go to a nursery, maybe they go to school, the more other people will remark on the ways in which they are different, the ways in which they do not conform to general assumptions about gender, about gender presentation. And that's a difficult process. Because try as we might, we can create a safe space for our children, for the children in our lives at home. And we can affirm them in any way we can. We can, we can help them to find out who they are and how to express themselves. But we can't protect them forever. And as we all know, the world can be a pretty unforgiving place when you venture out and you are brave enough to show yourself for who you are. You will face difficulties because the world is still built for binaries that actually don't exist. It begins with the most basic human needs. Bathrooms. Do I go into the door with the one stick figure or the door with the other? What if I don't feel like going through either of these doors? I keep thinking about a time when my nephew asked me, Fina, are you a girl? And I said, yeah, I'm a girl. And he said, oh, so you're like my mom. My mom is a girl too. And I said, yeah, we're both girls. How about you? And he said, ah, I'm a girl. And then he paused and said, no, no, I'm a boy. And paused again and beaming because he had found the answer said, actually, I'm a boy girl. And I was so happy about that because he was two and a half years old and he already knew, hopefully, that he didn't have to be either. He could be both. He could be neither. He could express himself in whichever way he chose. So if he wanted to be a witch and wear a pink skirt, that was fine. Or if he liked a hair clip in his hair because his hair is long and some people say it makes him look like a girl and we say we think it makes him look great and he doesn't have to be a gender. He's just himself and that's really beautiful. This is the note I want to end today's podcast on. We've already crossed the 10 minute mark but I do hope that I've managed to encourage you to check out Rachel Bauer's collection, Moon Milk. I will link to her collection and her Twitter account in the show notes. Please go and follow her. Please read her work. She is great. You can find me on Twitter at Fina Stargard. I'm also still happily awaiting your submissions for the All I Want for Christmas is Your Poetry special. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go back and listen to episode 2.5. If you already know what I'm talking about, get out your poems and submit them either via DM on Twitter or submit them to josefine.stagert at gmail.com. You can submit up to three poems and I will choose one or two or all of them. We'll see how many we get. And please also send me a bio of about 100 to 150 words and any social media handles you want me to include. And maybe also... Send me a short yes or no on whether you'd be interested in being in an interview later on in the podcast. All right, that's it for today. 
I'll just talk to you next week. Bye.